Well, hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. I'm Tom. As always, I'm with my wonderful, beautiful, gorgeous <laughs> birthday girl of the wife, Michelle. Thank you. Happy birthday. Uh, I can't sing the song because we don't have the rights to it, but it, you know, all of you out there, if you want to sing along right now, oh, please. you know the words. I can hear you. Thank you very much. Michelle, very, very happy birthday. Thank you, honey. I really appreciate it. It's, um, it's a pleasure to be doing this today on my birthday and looking forward to the fun. Yeah, we're going to have a good show today. By the way, if it sounds a little different, we are actually in Arizona right now visiting yes. uh, some of our families. So we're having a great time out here. We're in a little different room doing this in uh, your daughter's office, as a matter right. of fact, kind of recording this show. But we're going to have a lot of fun today. Absolutely. Yes. A lot of exciting things we're going to be talking about and uh, really looking forward to it. Yes, we've had a lot of fun already this morning. We've already had a little brunch. Yes. A couple mimosas. I know, just I know. If this goes off the rails a little bit, you know why, but we're having a lot of fun. Keep me awake. That's right. <laughs> So anyway, we are recording this episode on Sunday, May 26, 2019. It is Michelle's birthday. Along with that, it is, of course, Memorial Day weekend. So a happy Memorial Day Absolutely. weekend. Absolutely. Happy Memorial Day. Everybody. And please remember why we celebrate this holiday is in memory of all those that have served and uh, played the ultimate sacrifice. So we can do silly stuff like make a podcast exactly. on the weekend and you can go out and barbecue and you can have a good time. Right. So. Right. It's a great holiday and hopefully you all are there with your families as well having a wonderful time yes absolutely so and this is great we've had a great few days out with our family and we're going to be bringing some of them on with us here in a little bit possibly well, hopefully we'll see, <laughs> we'll see how that goes but anyway let's get to our stuff uh, of course Thank you for finding us today. In the future, you can find us. The best place to find us really is on our website. I've really been trying to spruce it up recently. We're going to do a lot more stuff, add a few more things, a few more bells and whistles, but that is HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. Yeah, and actually, honey, you've done a great job with that, and we really would love to hear from you. Uh, we also would love to get you to subscribe, tell a friend, because we really enjoy doing this podcast and want to continue to get people really enthusiastic about it. Absolutely. And uh, if you don't want to visit our podcast, I mean, our website, you should, by the way, but <laughs> you can also get our podcast, of course, on iTunes, Google Podcasts, subscribe to us. It's the best way to get us. Uh, right when we have a new episode, it'll come right to your phone, right to your device. So we're ready. You can also however, find us on Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, a bunch of other places to track us down. If you know of a spot that where you're not that where you normally listen to podcasts please let us know we would like to get on there right and we also love hearing from you so whether you do that in the form of a review which we would really appreciate or you reach out to us and tell us what things you really like about the show what things you some ideas you'd love us to cover please reach out and talk to us we enjoy it and we're out on there in social media we have great family out there as well but if you just want to reach out to us, you can do that. Yes, and this is how you can reach out to us. We are very active out on social media. The best place to find us really is on Twitter, at Hyperion Podcast. We have a lot of fun with a lot of other podcasts, a lot of bloggers, and of course, a lot of you. Great time out there. We're also on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest now. Find us on Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. 
Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned, please reach out to us. Let us know if you have any ideas or, you know, what you think works well with the show, what things you think would spruce it up a bit, because we're, you know, we're getting close to our anniversary time, but uh, we like to reflect on things that we're doing and what we can do better. Right. And speaking of our anniversary, our anniversary episode is next week, and we'd love to have you contribute on that. You are so much a part of our world of making this podcast go. We do this, yes, because we enjoy it, but we also enjoy all the great input you've given us. The, the fact that you've said that you've enjoyed parts of the show, you've enjoyed the whole show, whatever. And we'd love to hear from you as to what you've loved about the show, whether it's just a single moment, whether it's an entire show, whether you've laughed, cried, whatever along with us. We'd love to hear from you. Please contact us on social media or you can email us at Podcast at gmail.com. Send us a little note and we'll include you in next week's anniversary episode. If you have even more time and want to record something, that'd be even better. We'll send that on to, and have that as part of our show, which is going to be a lot of fun next week. I am really looking forward to it. We have, uh, in addition to being our anniversary show, we have some really special things that we're going to be doing during the week that we're going to be able to talk about. So uh, this is an exciting time. Yes, uh, so much stuff going on for next week's show. We'll go on to that more at the end of this show, but uh, we are going to have a ton of stuff filling up next week's show. It's going to be so exciting and we are very much looking forward to it. But let's get to today. Lots of stuff for you today, including the return of a classic version of an attraction to the Disneyland Resort, mm-hmm. a new discount ticket offer for the Walt Disney World Resort, and we now have a name for Tokyo Disney Sea's new land. Yeah, so really exciting really stuff. Exciting and, stuff. and our other topics. And our other topics. Let's get to our main topic of the week, and that is it's Memorial Day weekend, so we thought, of course, you should remember the people that this is really about and what it's for. But you know, we're a Disney podcast. And so we wanted to remember some of the things that are, we're pouring one out for that, that used to be in the Disney park. So we're looking at attractions that are gone for Disney parks. And we're kind of do going to do our five favorite list in a little different way this time. Normally we kind of hit the same topic and yes, we're hitting the same topic, but because Michelle grew up and went to Walt Disney world uh, so often, she's going to focus her five favorite attractions that have gone to the wayside or, you know, or have kind of gone away from the Walt Disney World Resort. I grew up going to the Disneyland Resort, so I'm going to name my five favorite attractions that are no longer with us from the Disneyland Resort. Okay, so I made a slight error. <laughs> Shocker. Wait a minute. You're the one who told me we were going to do this topic. <laughs> well, yes, but I didn't say specifically attractions. So my list has things other than just attractions. Well, it, I, mean, I mean, are you talking about restaurants or? Maybe. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting. Maybe. Mine are all attractions, by the way, because apparently I was the confused <laughs> one in this thing. No, no. Um, but, I looked at it as experiences. But, you know, she's... Five experiences that are gone. All right. Away. Well, she's the birthday girl. So whatever she says. <laughs> goes okay that's it's her day not that it isn't her day every day but right? definitely today it's for sure her day. oh man so let's get to it obviously our different our lists are going to be slightly different but this should be fun and quirky and obviously totally michelle it should be for her day i do have attractions though on some of mine so Good. don't worry it's not a total uh, deviation all right well let's we'll start this ladies first let's just go down your list we'll just start with walt disney world resort and go down your list of your five experiences that are no longer with us at the Walt Disney World Resort. I wish people could see your face when you said that. (laughs) 
Someday we'll get the vlog up and you'll be able to see me uh, arms <laughs> waving around and wondering what the heck is going on. But a little is, bit of eye rolling there. No, but... no eye, it's your birthday. There's no eye rolling today. All right. Well, actually, my number five is an attraction. Okay. Uh, so an attraction that's no longer there uh, at Walt Disney World is actually from uh, Epcot Center. And, and that is Maelstrom. Maelstrom. Yeah. So uh, that uh, is now the Frozen yes. attraction. One of my favorites. I love. I actually love both. I love Maelstrom. Right. And I love the Frozen. Right. Version. And I do too. I love the, the Frozen one. I think they did a really great job, you know, making those additions to it. Um, I'm just saying of the one of the things that went away, that was a great ride um that i really looked forward to you know and it it you know it was quirky and it captured the essence of that country and so yeah i do miss that one a little bit yeah i do too as a matter of fact if you if you'd listen to our show where we were on uh, disney d not our show disney dna's show uh disney dna podcast where we were on with trent and jenny this is a similar topic we're doing today uh to what we did with them and that was on my list was maelstrom because uh, it, it was one of my favorites and also yes i love the the new frozen ever after of course but now it's a line to get in maelstrom you know you usually could get in pretty quickly right. when it was there because no one kind of knew it that much but it was still a fun you know little quirky ride right i mean i remember when it first opened, it was a lot busier then, mm-hmm. but you're right. I guess it was really in need of getting something to change it up because it wasn't as popular anymore. And certainly Frozen was very popular, you know, and it made sense. So I'm glad it's there, uh, <laughs> but I do miss the traditional ride and I miss uh, the traditional hidden Mickey ears too. Yes, yes. No, that was such a great attraction and I, I do miss it some, but you know, at least they replaced it with something that I think is good as well. Right. But uh, yeah, that really did bring you into Norway and the life of Norwegians in that regard. So it it was a good attraction, yes. All right. So on to my number four. Number four. Okay, my number four is not an attraction. <laughs> um, my number four it was a seasonal experience, but it was spectacular. And that is the Osborne Family Spectacle of Lights display at mm. the Disney Studios. Which, unfortunately, I never got to see, but everybody loves those. And I know you love them. I, I just never got the chance to go experience them for myself. So yeah. I don't really have a reference uh, to, to that part, but I've, I've heard wonderful, wonderful things about them. Yeah, they were awesome and loved seeing the the shows with the music and everything as well um again they have a lot of great holiday things going on now at the disney studio so i'm not you know criticizing it but that is uh something that was special that was out there for quite a while and really helped bring in the season yeah that totally makes sense to me like i said i've heard only great things and how so many people miss them and i like i said i can't comment i've never experienced them myself but from what everybody says it's yeah i did really miss out on not getting to experience right right and we everybody misses out now that they no longer are there right so. Cool. All right. What's your number three? Okay. So my number three is also an experience rather than an attraction. And that um, it's going to might confuse some people. It is afternoon tea at the Great Britain Pavilion. Oh. Now I do know they have a newer tea service now. Uh, this was different. This was in the afternoons. You, you also had to make reservations, but it was kind of a nice time because it was between lunch and dinner it was a smaller amount of people that they would actually allow to come in, but they did much more of a traditional tea service. So you had tea, you had tons of um, finger sandwiches and scones. And I mean, it was a whole number, me- a whole 
huge meal. Wow. Like it, like days that you'd go to that, you'd probably do something like either a, a very light, late breakfast or a brunch and then do this later on. But it was wonderful. I mean, I know they have other, like I said, they have another tea service there now. It's at the Rose and Crown now, correct? Right, right. And that's where this one oh, was. Oh, it wasn't the Rose yeah, and Crown. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they still have something now. It's it's not the same. It's still wonderful. And also, if you enjoy tea, you can do it at the Grand Floridian. Mm-hmm. Which is very nice. Which is very you nice. We talked about that for our Mother's Day episode. That's so right. Right. And we're going to be doing it again soon. Yes. So. Looking forward to that. Yeah. But, um, but this was a nice little treat that, you know, again, you felt much Im- more immersed into the culture of, you know, Great Britain. Yeah. So. That's cool. Yeah. yeah I, and I, there's one thing... We went out to tea with uh, Michelle's daughter and uh, son-in-law yesterday at a little tea house. And it's one of the things, like, I never really did tea until I met Michelle. And she's kind of brought me into going out and having a nice tea service, nice afternoon tea. And I've really gotten to where I enjoy it very much. So we do it fairly regularly at many places we go. We hit up... Uh, the Grand Floridian at the, you know, and hit their tea room up quite often right. whenever we're there. And we've done it around the world. We've done it in, uh, we've done it in Paris. We've done it in Belfast, mm-hmm. uh, Northern Ireland. Uh, we've done it in, um, oh, where was that? Not Portugal, but Madeira. Right. It, it's a Portugal territory, but out, it's kind of an island out uh, a little bit off the coast of Africa, actually, of all places, kind of near the, kind of yes. where the Canary Islands are in, there, in that area. We've done uh, really nice tea out there. We've just done tea in a lot of different places, and we've really enjoyed it every place we go. Oh, and the Empress at uh, Victoria as well. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It really is enjoyable. If you've never tried it, it's just a nice calming afternoon with some nice tea and some light little sandwiches but you end up a lot of these places you end up getting a lot more food it seems like these little tiny things but it adds up into a pretty good meal exactly and i think a lot of people feel like oh you know it's so dainty and you know i don't feel comfortable doing that and trust me it really isn't that you know i'm sure there are some really wonderful places but i mean even at the grand floridian i mean we've gone there we've been at the parks wearing shorts Shorts and a t-shirt and and gone over there gotten out of the heat and everything and you know it's just a way to really kind of treat yourself special right i mean so many times you're just go 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 at the parks it's nice to take an afternoon and just take an hour or two to just kind of relax and sit back and sit in the grand floridian if you're there in the afternoon when they have the the pianist playing out there in the lobby it's really nice it's just really good ambiance and it's right there on the monorail it's a monorail resort so it's really easy to get to yeah yeah. so great choice thank you so my number two um i had a tie uh so i have a 2a and a 2b and that's because um these attractions that are gone were actually at the same location oh so i I feel. Interesting. Yes. I, I kind of have something along with that, those lines with one of mine. Oh, very cool. So my my number 2A uh, is an attraction that was in Epcot hosted by Bonnie Appetit. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know where you're going here. Right? So it was Kitchen Cabaret at the Land Pavilion. So that was a really cute... Um, veggie, veggie, fruit, 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 veggie, veggie, fruit, 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 fruit. Cha cha cha! <laughs> oh, we'll have to edit that out. <laughs> no, 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 no! You, you got to know me by now. These things are always oh, making it in. Oh, I'm turning red now. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that was a really fun um, attraction. If you remember that one, anybody who's been to Epcot years ago, that was there. Um, and also in that same location uh, was Food Rocks. 
And uh, that was a fun also about food and food categories and things. It was more of a um, 90s kind of situation. There's going grunge. On. Grunge, grunge yeah. fruit and vegetables. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, and their flannel shirts. Right, right. No, it was awesome. And I loved how they, you know, they took current songs, rock songs, and, you know, kind of changed some of the words and things. So it was, it was a, a fun it was just a fun attraction. And again, it was one of those, it was, you know, you just sit there and it's, it's quirky and funny. And again, you're just relaxing or, or out of the heat and everything or out of the rain and having a good time. So. Nice. Yeah, no, I never got to see that, unfortunately, but I know you've told me good things and I've heard some of the songs and I've really enjoyed the, whenever that kind of rolls around, right. on whatever <laughs> music system we were listening to park music from the past or yeah. whatever. So that's kind of cool. So I like that. So, and if you're ever interested, you can go look on YouTube because it's pretty funny that both of those attractions were, were really kind of cute. Yeah. So. Okay. And so those lead up to my number one experience that is no longer available at Walt Disney World. And that is riding up front in the monorail. Oh, yeah. You can't do that at no. Walt Disney World Resort anymore. Right. No. You still can't at the Disneyland Resort, by I the know. way. Although it's Spoiler. just not, as, it's not quite as... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> sorry. I'm jumping the gun a little That's bit. That's all right. I love it. On special day. <laughs> My bad. No worries. No worries. So it's understandable. Um, there was, you know, pretty significant accident uh, several years ago, but we've actually been blessed to have several opportunities to board the front of the monorail car with the driver at Walt Disney World. And those were really, truly magical experiences. And, you know, whether we've done them just us, we did them with Scott, we've done them. uh, My sister was out there once with Mm -hmm. us. So we've had some really sweet experiences being right up front and, you know, seeing everything firsthand, you know, and that that was fun and exciting. So we do miss that. We understand why it's gone. But uh, again, it was a wonderful experience to be able to have sometimes, but it was tough. It was tough to get that when it was available. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everybody wanted to do it. Right. You had to have good timing and things work out that you were at the right place at the right time and before somebody else asked. Right. (laughs) But even at the Disneyland Resort, can I talk about it now? Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) The Disneyland Resort, you still can't do it to this day. It's not the same trip, obviously, as being able to do it at the Walt Disney World Resort, but it still is nice. Uh, And yes, if you get there at the right time or you can wait through one or two of of them as they pass by, if you're not in a hurry, you can ask and get in the front and go along with the, the the driver, the monorail conductor uh, to kind of take you on through there. And it really is, it's, it's really fun. And you get, you get a, you get an amazing view from the monorail anywhere you go, but really up there at front, the the big windows and everything, you just get a spectacular, a different view than you get anywhere else on the monorail. Absolutely. So those were my five things. Uh I like that list, by the way. Very good list. Michelle's list. Always the best (laughs) list. Oh, you're sweet. You're sweet. Always the best list. And the one most of you will probably relate to more than mine, because many of you, I know we have several people, People in California on the West Coast, they experience Disneyland a lot, but probably more of you out there who listen to us go to the Walt Disney World Resort and understand a lot more of Michelle's. So I'm going to fill you in a few of that are at the Disneyland Resort there. Well, they're no longer at the Disneyland Resort is what I should say. Right. So, uh, let's get to my 
lost attractions for lack of a better phrasing for uh, <laughs> these at the Disneyland Resort. And I'm going to start with my number five, which was the Skyway to Fantasyland slash Tomorrowland. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the Skyway, I, I mean, I know there was a Skyway at Magic Kingdom. It used to be there and that was great too. Uh, but the Skyway at Disneyland was interesting in the fact that it used to start, well, it started in Tomorrowland, ended in Fantasyland or vice versa. And, but the best thing about it was that you would go right through the middle of the Matterhorn. Oh, yeah, that's so, right. I remember seeing pictures. Yeah. Uh, so you, if you don't know what the Skyway is, and they're obviously building a brand new different Skyway at the Walt Disney World Resort that hopefully soon we'll be able to yes. uh, take from the, some of the hotels to some of the, the great parks that are out there. But this was just within the park to kind of get from one area to the other. It's the gondolas that go up high and, and go across the park or whatever. And you get these spectacular views of the whole park. You can kind of see all the different attractions looking but this would go right through the middle of the Matterhorn they, they had a big hole in the middle of the mountain nice and you would just go right <laughs> through the middle of it and then later on when they uh, added the abominable snowman to the middle of the Matterhorn you could get a peek of the abominable oh, snowman wow. as you're going through as well very cool uh, it was really cool and just a fun attraction if you don't mind heights and you know the, you know, the, the fear of the bucket just right. being up there and moving around or whatever but uh, really was great uh, unfortunately it closed in 1994 and you know, we just haven't gotten it back but it was yeah. a great great time back yes. in the day so no that was a great choice and you know i think even for like you're saying we missed them at uh, walt disney world park as well um but yeah because you could get great views mm-hmm. and although i do remember being kind of scared oh like it's when, a little it's a little <laughs> scary up there not just the height but when like they would get to an area where it would like turn or something like that well, when you would get sometimes you would get to the part where the towers were so yeah. when you were just on the line it was usually pretty smooth right and you get to the tower and it's like yeah. <laughs> you know, as you're going through there for lack of a better right sound effect than that swing a little bit more okay we're still on the track we're good all right that's good so just a little bit of hair raising moments right? there. just a little bit of excitement uh, I know that stuff. one time at Walt Disney World, I was trying to time getting on one of those for when the fireworks are going on. Oh, yeah. And I was in line and I was like, okay, I've got a few more minutes. So I was letting some people get in front of me and thought that I had it timed perfectly, but absolutely didn't. They did something to slow it down because of the fireworks. So uh, I ended up being in like a tunnel and I oh, saw no. zero fireworks. <laughs> Oh no! That's, dis- that's disappointing. <laughs> disappointing. No, I understand that. But anyways, funny, funny stuff. Yeah, weird stuff happens to you sometimes when you're trying to time things out. That right, just don't always work. And then sometimes when you're just doing it on a whim, and they're like, "Wow, right? I just was in the perfect spot at the perfect time." Exactly. It's amazing. So interesting. So let's move on to my number four. Disneyland Resort attraction that is no longer with us. And I'm going to go through an attraction that I don't know if all of you know out there. I don't believe it was ever at the Walt Disney World Resort. And that is the Adventure Through Inner Space. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So this attraction, what you would do, it's where where it is now. If you know the Disneyland Resort, it was where Star Tours The Adventure Continues is now. That was the spot where it... And it's a dark ride. And essentially what would happen is you rode in what was called an Atomobile, (laughs) which is kind of very similar to a Doom Buggy in many ways, (laughs) if you want to kind of have a reference of what it's like. And you would be 
these scientists where they've they've discovered a way to shrink people down to you know very small sizes. Yeah. So you would go through what it was called the mighty microscope and be <laughs> shrunk. As a matter of fact, they had this giant microscope in front, and they would see the cars would go into that, and then in the middle of it, they'd have like a, a little see-through area, and they'd have these little miniature cars <laughs> that makes it look like you could see the people have shrunk. You know, and it's pretty people funny. Ahead of you, that's yeah. great. So you'd go through there, and then you'd be in there, and then they'd be these. There'd be this giant eyeball like looking down at you like through Ooh. the microscope like they're looking at you through the microscope you're like look there he is he's seeing us right now <laughs> and you go by these giant snowflakes oh my and stuff. gosh how cool and then gradually as you progress through the attraction uh, the snowflake would become bigger and bigger until it would be like formed crystals and gradually it would get to where you were at the molecule status wow. and then you know, the atom spot and then suddenly it was like start to move around really quickly like the electrons are moving really quickly and it was like oh the, the the uh, the snowflake is starting to melt. We need to get you out of here. Oh man! You know, so they quickly um, re-enlarge you. It was like it, it felt like an early version of being in the quantum realm. If you know Ant Man or <laughs> right? the Avengers, you were you're the early version of the quantum realm. Uh, but it was so cool. I mean, they you pierced the wall of the atom, and it was just kind of. I mean, it's a little hokey, but right. it, for the time, it was it's a real cool, interesting yeah. attraction. A lot of fun. Awesome. So, yeah, I miss that one a lot. I bet. Yeah. No, we never had that. So um, it would be a great one, actually, that they could bring back because of Ant-Man. But. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I still thought that like when, when they when they're first I tried to, they're going to take Bugs Land and change it into a Marvel-themed area. Right. I'm like, well, just keep it basically Bugs Land and just, you know, Make it an Ant Man, right? Land. You don't have to do too much to it, you know. Just add a few right. things here and there. Take some, uh, no. uh, find uh, the uh, the um, um, shoot. Why can't I think of the name of it right now? Bugs Life stuff out of there. Yes, and uh, and it would have been very easy to exchange over. But they're doing much more intricate stuff, which I'm looking forward to seeing. Absolutely. Uh, on to my number three pick of lost attractions at the Disneyland Resort, and my number three is. Mission to Mars slash Rocket to the right. Moon. I know that was out at the Walt yes, Disney World Resort yes, both as of well. Those. Yeah, uh, I love that one. It's it was where if you know Disneyland, it's where uh, Pizza Port slash Pizza Planet is now. That's where the attraction used to be. It was just an interesting fun ride. I was all into the you know missions to the moon and right. mission. You know we went to Mars, but all the space stuff. You know back in that time, and so you would go in this attraction and you basically would walk through it as the queue and through Mission Control, where a lot of <laughs> audio right. electronics would. Like, oh, this is what we're going to do today. And then you go into this giant theater with this screen on the top and the screen on the bottom. And, and you'd get in there and you'd launch. And the, the, like the, the seats, the, they would, you know, they would uh, let in. air out. Yeah. So they'd sink in. They'd rumble a little bit. So you felt like you were, you were taking wow. off into outer space. Uh, and, and then you would go and travel to the planet, whether it was the moon or to Mars, and you would go around it. And then something crazy would go wrong, yes. and they'd have to rush you quickly back <laughs> to Earth, and you'd just get back in time. And then you found out it was just like a bird had tripped over a, a scanner <laughs> wire or something, and that's what the problem was. So anyway, it, it uh, closed in, uh, uh, well, uh, mission to, or excuse me, Rocket to the Moon closed in 1985, and then it uh, mission to the moon, to Mars, I believe, closed in 1992. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Stayed open a little, yeah, I longer. think actually, I, I think I may have misspoken there. I think it closed in 1992, and that's just it. But uh, oh, yeah. I don't know. I 
kind of copied and pasted a couple things here and I might have gotten the wrong thing there. So scratch either of those. I don't know it's when closed. it closed. <laughs> it's just closed now. So yes, it's a good point, Michelle. It doesn't matter when it closed. It's closed right. now. So, but it was one of my, it was a must do every time I was there. Oh, absolutely. I loved it so much. I remember being at uh, Walt Disney World at theirs when I was a kid and with my brother too. And we just loved that. Like you said, it was it was just kind of a funny little quirky kind of ride, but loved it. Just yeah. enjoyed it every time. So absolutely. So fun. Yeah. And, uh, a lot of good it. memories. I wish it was still there today. I would go on it today and oh, enjoy abs- it yeah, every time. Totally. Enjoy it every totally. time. I wish it was still there. Uh, so let's move on to my number two. And my number two is kind of, you talked about an A and a B because it was kind of in the same spot. Well, right. I, this is what I'm going to do with this one as well. Wow. Do, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> You're rubbing off I on me. I was just going to say. <laughs> so my number two is the Carousel of Progress slash America oh. Sings. Oh, okay. Okay. Because... I know most of you, and I can still experience the Carousel of Progress when I go to the Walt Disney World Resort, right. when I go to Magic Kingdom Park. I can still um, experience that. But originally, Carousel of Progress was, at, and the one that's in Walt Disney World, was originally at Disneyland Park. That's where it began. It was there from 1967 to 1973 after, of course, debuting at the 64 World's Fair. Right. You all know the Carousel of Progress. You kind yes. of go through different time periods in, in the U.S. and ex- see how things advanced through time or right. how they were decades. perceived to have going to advance where if you look at the last scene which is kind of funny yes it's not quite like that but it's still kind of hilarious to check out it's it's a great thing well that went that eventually moved to the walt disney world resort and in that place in that same building they did something else that was called america sings which was another uh attraction where you kind of rotated around to four different scenes just like you did in carousel progress but in each different scene uh there would be um animals singing different like Americana songs wow. as you would go through there, you know, and it was, it was, uh, hosted by Sam, the Eagle, not the Muppet, <laughs> you know, but uh, another Sam, the Eagle who was actually voiced by Burl Ives. Wow. Yeah. Uh, and you would go through and you just, it was just kind of cool. You'd go through the different spots and you'd sing this jaunty little Americana number, nice. you know, and you'd go through and it was just fun singing about America. And fortunately, uh, that would later, uh, of course, close. I believe that one was the one that closed in uh, 92. I think that was the one that closed in 92 where I kind of mixed it up here. But oh. uh, what happened with that ride is that a lot of the characters you've seen, you could still see them today. Uh, if you go to um, Splash Mountain, a lot of the America Sings characters are some of the uh, audio animatronics wow. that you see when you're going through Splash Mountain. It's where a lot of the characters from America nice Sings. Nice repurposing. Yes. Another repurposing from them is if you're in Star Tours, the adventure continues and you're in the queue. And if you go by those two security droids, you know, the ones that are scanning the bag or scanning yes. the, the guests as they go through. Those used to be geese. They've just taken <laughs> their feathers and skin off and uh, they've kind of repurposed them a little bit, changed their voices obviously yes. a bit. And those used to be geese from uh, America Sings. And you can even, if you look at them now, and you'll do this after I tell you this, you'll look for their little tail at the end. There's a nice. little tail on their back end that used to be the tail for their feathers back wow. in the back. Uh, so th- that'll be interesting for you, I think, hopefully. If yeah. You know, but uh, I-, I miss both those. I loved... Uh, but well, luckily I get to still see the Carousel of Progress, but right, I miss America right. Sings as yeah. well. No, that sounds neat. That's, yeah, we didn't have anything like that over at Walt Disney World. We we did have like a 360 theater mm-hmm. in Tomorrowland as well, but um, that sounds a lot more fun. And, and like you're, you're 
sharing is the fact that they, you know, have replaced or repurposed those same characters in different parts of the park. So right. the they, history lives on. Which they like to do. They do that with a lot of their audio animatronics. Uh, sure. Some of the audio animatronics that you see in Pirates of the Caribbean, you will also see in the Haunted Mansion. They are the same ones, just maybe oh, that's right. done up a little differently, that. but they are similar audio animatronics, if not the exact same. Uh, moving on, let's get to my number one that I miss from the Disneyland Resort, and that is the Main Street Electrical Parade. Uh, and I think that would also yes. go for the Walt Disney right, World right, Resort. Exactly. Yes. Uh, opened in Disneyland 1972, ran there until 1996, then went to California Adventure Park until 2010. It had some uh, small jaunts over to Walt Disney World Resort. Then in 2010, it went there until 2016. Uh, then later made a quick return just for a few months out right. to the Disneyland Resort. We had to catch it one last time yes. before it went away. We don't know when it or if it's ever coming back, but... It's just the ultimate nighttime parade. The lights, the music, yeah. the sounds. It just it it really gets all the senses. And oh yeah, it's just, it's just so exciting as you hear the you know the parade coming and the music kicks on and then the ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, it's just so cool and just so fun and it just makes you smile. I, and I'm not really a truly a parade person right. per se. I know that, um, but I do love that parade for sure. Yeah, that they do really good jobs with their nighttime parades, but that one did have you know, really stick out, like you said. And um, it was fun that it was such an eclectic group there. You had all the different characters from a lot of the different movies and, but the music was very unique to it. So it was a fun parade. Right. And I'm hoping that it's going to come back. I think it will eventually at some point. They'll do one of those things where oh, it'll be back for a special engagement at certain points. Hopefully, I don't know. I mean, it's got to be tough to keep the uptake. I mean, it started in 1972. I mean, to keep the uptake on those different floats and yeah they get the choreography down and they also i mean it's a lot of the light up uh costumes and everything too i mean there's True. a lot of uh, uptake to that plus they also still have and something they may break out again at some point and is an honorable mention on my list only because it's only been gone for a very short time and that's the paint the night parade all right um which you haven't seen that that is that's the that's the uh, Main Street Electrical Parade on steroids. Right. It's more modern Upgrade. version. Upgraded, uh, yes. Yeah, it's really great. It's much more neon, but the lights and everything are fantastic. And it, the song is an upgraded song, but it's another one that it's another parade that you just get you going and really happy and dancing and having a good time and puts yes. a smile on your face. That's Definitely. One. Yeah, that one is a little bit, I think it's a little more lively on your feet kind of because mm -hmm. of the music. Mm -hmm. Um and it's a lot more floats where the characters, the main characters are on the floats. They do have the side characters around, mm -hmm. whereas in uh, Main Street Electrical Parade, you have a lot of the main people on the ground as part of the, you know, maybe less floats kind of deal. I, you know, I think they're kind of about the same. There's a lot of people on the floats. You know, you think of Pete on Pete's Dragon, right. a lot of the princesses, you know, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, and, that's true. I'm thinking of like Cinderella and her court kind of yeah, they're dancing. Yeah, well... Anyways, we digress. Uh, yes, there was. They're both great parades, and yeah. uh, hopefully they'll be making some appearances. I, I expect the Paint the Night Parade to eventually make another appearance, whether it be at the Walt Disney World Resort or the Disneyland Resort at some point, again as a special engagement or whatever. Right. But, um, I don't know about the Main Street Electrical Parade, but I'd love to see that come back as well. Yeah, exactly. I agree with you. I do think that Paint the Night Parade will come back because they did uh, upgrade it or add the float for the Incredibles 2 movie release. And so it seems like they put a lot into it to just do it for a one-time kind of season and, and let it go. So 
I'm optimistic about that one as well. Right. Yeah. So. Well, hopefully so. I, I think it will. Um, I'm not like I said. I'm not sure about the mainstream electrical, but I do believe that we will see some more from the Paint the Night Parade. That's part of the reason why it isn't on my list because I don't think it's completely gone. Right. And, exactly. Whereas I'm not yeah. sure about the mainstream electrical parade. Right. Uh, a couple other uh, just honorable mentions just from Disneyland Resort, but I kept them as honorable mentions because I get to check them out when wherever we go to the Walt Disney World Resort. Okay. That's the People Mover. Right. I miss the People Mover so much at the yes. Disneyland Resort. It was great. Uh, you know, it just just like it is at the Walt Disney World Resort. It's just a nice time to take a little break and make a nice slow ride around the park and yeah. you know, taking all the sights you know take all look in the park and just sure. kind of enjoy yourself whether it's the middle of the day whether it's at night whatever you just get so many great views and it was the same way the disneyland resort uh the one thing that was interesting about the disneyland resort that i, I don't know if it ever existed at the walt disney world resort but uh there was the the uh, super speed tunnel they would go through on this right. thing, you know, where it was like all these things, all these cars are racing by you and make you look like you're going really fast, which is hilarious because you're on the slowest ride at the park. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, but it was always hilarious. Uh, unfortunately, it closed in 1995. If you go to the Disneyland Resort, you can still see the tracks are still there. They have not yes. replaced them yet. Um, but and I don't know they're, what they're going to do with them, if they're ever going to do anything with them, but they yeah. have not torn them down or replaced them yet. So it'll be interesting to see if anything ever comes of that. But right. do miss the people moving at Disneyland Resort. Luckily, pretty soon I'm going to get to ride it at the Walt Disney World yes. Resort. Yes. Well, similarly at uh, Walt Disney World Resort, a, a, an attraction that is no longer there, but you can catch it at Disneyland is Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. So I know that it's funny because I see that a lot more on Twitter than most other attractions that people talk about missing and it is still, in fact, the original is still up and running over at Disneyland. Yeah, I was actually a little surprised that that wasn't on your list as uh, one of the choices was the uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride because of the, the fact that it's it's gone. But, it, but yeah, I guess I, because you can. Right. That's why I said it, because it's not totally gone, gone. And so I didn't put it on the list because right. of that. I get you know, that. More like an honorable mention. That. Speaking of that, another thing that's gone from the Disneyland Resort, but I can still experience at least a little taste of it at the Walt Disney World Resort is the Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah. It's always a good time and just so fun. I mean, and obviously now the if you've been to the Country Bear Jamboree at the Walt Disney World Resort, it's a shortened, truncated version of the original Original. show, Mm -hmm. but it's still fun and it's good to get in there and see the gang having these silly songs and having a good time and uh, just kind of a great thing. And happily, I can still go out there. It closed at uh, Disneyland Resort in 2001. It was replaced by the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Good thing about it, though, is if you go to the Disneyland Resort, there's still a little piece, and we've talked about this on the yes, show probably have. a long time ago, but we've talked about this on the show. There's still a little piece of the Country Bears within the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. If you're riding that attraction, and this is if you don't plan on going on this attraction, this is a reason to do it all in itself. <laughs> it's just go through there, and once you get to the room where the, there's the heffalump and woozles, you'll go through this door. And if you, right as you go through the door, if you kind of look up and behind you, you will still see the heads of Buff. Max and Melvin. That's still right. Still hanging on the wall there. They are still there from when that used to be the Country Bear Jamboree. Right. And if you want to see that, you cannot be in the back seat of that attraction of the Winnie the Pooh because you won't see it because it has that little overhang oh, yeah. over your It'll head. It'll block you a little bit. Right. So you need to be in, in the front rows. Um, but you can see that. You're right. You can see that little. Uh, remnants that they kept there which i thought was really cute yeah that it's they, a nice they, little nod to the imagineers yes. that kind of left that there for the country bear jam right so yeah so i and we look for it every time I mean, you know our son scott 
loves the many adventures of Winnie the <laughs> yes. Pooh. So we'll go on it sometimes multiple times. But our little, and he's going, okay, whatever with the Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, we love Winnie the Pooh, but whatever with the attraction. But our little thing of joy that we get is every time we get to that spot, looking back. And I then know. When, when we get to point it out to other people too. Yes. And, you know, like, check that out. That's cool. You know, so it's, it's one cool. of the hardest things to get a picture of too. Yeah, because it's really quick and you have to have, be in the right spot. And right. It's, it's really difficult the to kind of capture. And stuff. And, uh, right. Unless you happen to get. If you're lucky enough where the, the attraction like breaks down at that yes. moment, you know, <laughs> you can stop. You can just take all the pictures you want, but it's a little tough. So. Yeah. And, and if you have gone to the um, Winnie the Pooh attraction at Walt Disney World, this one's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's not as much of the same storyline, it, but it's very similar. Right. So. so. So those are our favorite Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort attractions that are gone by the wayside. We're pouring one out for them. We miss them every day. A little memorial service for them today on Memorial Day weekend. So we'd love to hear what your favorites that, you know, you wish were still around that you miss so much. Please contact us on social media or through our, our, our email at HyperionAdventuresPodcast at gmail.com and let us know what yours were and we'll be happy to bring them up on a future show. I can't promise next week because... Next week's anniversary show is going to be so jam-packed. Right. I don't know if we can get it all in, um, but we will definitely mention it on a future show for sure. Right, and if it has a special meaning to you or memory, we'd love to hear your story. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. So please, please let us know uh, what your memories are. All right, so that was fun looking back at the Disney attractions that have kind of went by the wayside. We go from there, we kind of continue our Disney Memories segment on this Memorial Day weekend. And we're out here in Arizona, as we mentioned before, and we're visiting the family, of course, and we're visiting our grandkids. That's right. Yeah, and they're great kids. And we thought we'd kind of get their Disney memories. They range from three years old to 12 years old. And I think you might be able to, there's four of them. I think you might be able to figure out where they are in that range <laughs> as you hear them. It's, it should be fun. Absolutely. And, you know, so we talked about things that we miss and they're going to talk about some of their Disney memories. Some of them are, might be vacation memories of things that they miss doing on vacation. And some, they may not, they may have been pretty little with some of the trips. And so they're just going to share some of their overall Disney memories. Right. So we're going to get to it. This should be a lot of fun. I, I Absolutely. Think it, yeah, they're such cute kids. So this should be interesting. So uh, sit back and relax as we go through it. And I, I want to hear if at the end, if you picked out what age <laughs> each one was. Uh, so we'll, we'll get right to it here. And we hope you enjoy it. Yeah. Say hello. Hello. What's your name? Bodie. What's your name, Bodie? Yeah. Yeah? Do you like Mickey Mouse? Yeah, I like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. You like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? Yeah. Do you like Moana? Yeah, she just said to. Yeah, you like? <laughs> she just said to? Do you like Moana songs? Yeah. Do you like dancing to Moana songs? No. No? Do you like singing Moana songs? No. Okay, well, thank you, Bodie. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye. Bye. So what's your name? Rosalie. You like Disney? I like like Minnie. You like Minnie Mouse? Yeah. Yeah? What do you like about Minnie Mouse? That she has a bow. Yeah, she has really pretty bows. And she makes bows. She makes bows? I didn't know that. That's cool. Wow, that's interesting stuff. like, can't even make bows, but she... Got the hang of it. Then. Oh, she got the hang of it from Minnie. Minnie taught her how to make bows. Yeah, but she messed up every time, but then she tried it one more time, but then she got the hang of it. Oh, wow. That's cool. I didn't know that. That's a, 
It's a Rosalie fun fact. Yes. Interesting stuff. So, Rosalie, uh, I understand that you got to go see Disney on Ice. Two times. Two times. Wow. What did you like about Disney on Ice? It it was crazy, huh? Mickey holds her up and then Mickey let go to her and then she did a flip in the air. Wow. Minnie's and pretty then, talented. I had no she, idea. And she stuck the landing. She stuck the landing. <laughs> of course she did. She's Minnie Mouse, ladies and gentlemen. Well, of Minnie, course she stuck the landing. Minnie hold up Mickey and Mickey throw, Minnie throw it up Mickey and then wow. Mickey did two flips. And landed two times. Landed two times? Yeah, and then he did something funny. He uh, he just did this funny joke. It was knock, knock. Who's there? Boo. Boo who? Boo moo! Boo. <laughs> and then I, I thought that was going somewhere else out. entirely. <laughs> so were there other Disney princesses there at Disney on Ice? There was Belle. Belle was there? Yeah, do you like Belle? Yeah, and she, and guess what? What? I saw one of my favorite characters. Oh yeah, who's that? Rapunzel! Rapunzel! I like Rapunzel too. We know you like to skate, so someday would you like to be on Disney on Ice? Mm-mm. No? What do you want to do? I want to skate. You want to skate? Yeah. Do you want to skate like in competition? Like, no. No? You just want to skate just for fun? Yeah? You don't want to skate with Minnie and Mickey? No. Do you want to skate with Rapunzel? No. And Belle? No. Yeah. Who is that? Figaro. Who's Figaro? She's a cat. Right. Do you know whose cat that is? Minnie. That's right. That's and Min- Daisy. And Daisies, huh? And, and Minnie and Daisy have a bird and a cat. They have a bird and a cat. And this bird and the cat can fly. Oh. We fly everywhere. Wow. Cats don't like to fly. Oh, yeah? No, no matter what she says, cats do not like to fly. <laughs> you know where else Figaro was in? Pinocchio. Yeah, Figaro's in Pinocchio. What? Yeah. You that's have to, true? That's true. You have to watch it again sometime and see Figaro in it. Yeah. So tell us your name. Crew, you got to go to Disneyland a few years back, and you got to ride a pretty cool uh, tracks, and you really were, you got a pin, as a matter of fact, from it. Do you remember what attraction that was? The California Screaming. Yeah, you really liked that one, didn't you? Yeah, it was Did fun. you go on it once or twice? Just once. Just once, but you really dug it, right? Yeah. You're yeah. brave. It's not my thing, so pretty cool. Yeah, she won't go on it. <laughs> it's now it's now the Incredicoaster. It's all themed on the Incredibles now. They've changed it a little bit. Still the same basic ride, but they've changed it a little bit, so yeah, it's pretty cool. You remember any other stuff from your trip to Disneyland? I know it was a few years back, so. I remember Cars Land. Yeah? That was fun. Yeah, you liked Cars Land. You liked uh, Mater's, uh, the tractor one, right? The other thing you've done, Disney, you went on a cruise with us, right? Right. And it was the Halloween cruise. Did you like going to dinner and having all that food every night? Yeah. You know, the, the, on the deck, you had all that food stairs. all the time? In the buffet that went right back to our room. Yeah, <laughs> that was nice, right? And you just go up there and get all the food you want, just take it right back to your room? Yeah. yeah that's a lot of fun. And there was ice cream. Yes, Rosalie back here on the side chiming in as well. Yes, yeah. there was all the ice cream you wanted. Did you get off in Cabo San Lucas? Did you get off the oh, boat? Oh, yeah. Cabo San Lucas was when we did a little boat tour of all the rock formations. Yeah, that was really neat, that huh? That was fun. Yeah, that was a cool stop on the, along the way. Yeah, and uh, the shows. They had the different shows. Oh, yeah. 
I went to the ventriloquist show. That oh, that's oh, right. That's I remember right. you liked the yeah. ventriloquist show. It was a good time. We were so good to good to have a time with you on board the cruise ship. That was fun. Yeah. Would you like? Would you want to do it again? Yes. Yeah. Look at that smile. <laughs> yeah, I'm going go on a Disney cruise again for sure. What about Disneyland? Would you want to get back to Disneyland? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I still haven't been to Orlando. Yeah, before, that'd be fun so. too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've only been once, so. Yeah. yeah, we'll have to get you to all those places at some point for sure, right, Michelle? That's right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, thanks, crew. We really appreciate you coming on. Thank you. All right, who we got here? What's your name? My name's Jacoby. Jacoby. So you were on the Disney cruise along with crew, right? Yes. Yeah. Did you have fun on the Disney cruise? Yeah. Yeah. What do you remember most about the Disney cruise? Relaxing. Relaxing. Nice. Oh, I, that's what I like on a Disney cruise as well. Yeah. 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 Did you trick or treat as well? It was the Halloween cruise, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did you get a lot of candy? Um, kind of. Yeah. Did you yeah. get a little too much candy on one day? <laughs> <laughs> we had fun though, right? Yeah. Yeah. What else did you like about the cruise? If you do you remember? Um, just going on it. Just relaxing. Kind of doing whatever you want. Yeah. Did you like the shows? Yeah. What was your favorite thing to eat on the Disney cruise? The. Candy. Candy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's part of the Halloween cruise. That's you right. know? It's very a lot, much a lot of fun, that's for sure. So that's cool. And uh, I don't know if you remember, but you did go to Disneyland. Do you remember Disneyland at all? Um, a little bit. Yeah? Did you, do you remember anything you like about Disneyland? Um, I don't know. Yeah? Well, that's okay. It's a long time ago. Yeah. I understand. And we had a lot of rain. We had a lot of a, rain. We had a lot of rain. We had to go dry off and come back and... Got yeah. to stay at the hotel there at Paradise Pier. That was fun. So, would you want to go on a Disney cruise again? Yeah. Yeah. What about, would you like to get to Disneyland? Yeah. Yeah. That was good. We'll have to do that again sometime soon. We'll have to get them all out. And we'll yeah, it'd be sure. fun. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jacoby. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. You did a great job. <laughs> all right. So, uh, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> That was something else for yeah. sure. <laughs> well, played out a little differently. Of course, you know, kids when you're talking to them in a room versus where you're bringing them in front of a microphone is yeah. a very different situation. And, you know, obviously whether or not they get to understand how close proximity you need to be and other things <laughs> and just the weirdness of it and... You know, trying to reassure them this isn't live radio or anything. Right. Well, another funny thing about it was like at the beginning with like hardly any of them wanted to do any of it. Then at the end, by the end, you could hear it at the end. Like they're all gathered around right. and they all want to chime in from you know, the peanut gallery out yeah, there, like, which oh, is I hilarious. I said this. Or... Yeah. So anyway, uh, great time. Great kids. We have a great time with them. And that's for their Disney memories to complete our Memorial Day segment. Yeah. And I'm happy to hear that they want to do some more cruising oh, we're with us and everything. That, yeah. I know. And trips. So. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah, so uh, I hope you enjoyed that segment and uh, maybe we'll bring them on again at some other point and when we come out here and pay some more visits to Arizona. Yeah. So a lot of fun. Now let's get to the Disney stories of the week, the things yeah. that are happening now. There, uh, This week is a really crazy week. There were so many Disney stories, I couldn't possibly get to them all and not have this podcast run two and a half hours. So I'm going to pick and choose some, and I'm sorry if I miss a couple that are some of your favorites out there, but I want to get to a couple cool ones. And uh, the ones, one of the ones that really attracted me, especially for this week, because this might have been on my list of attractions that have disappeared from both the Disneyland Resort and the Walt Disney World Resort. Well, except for now it's suddenly making a return. It's a favorite attraction that's making a limited return to the 
Disney California Adventure Park. Yes, this straight from the Disney Parks blog. The epic aerial adventure soaring over California returns to Disney California Adventure Park from June 1st to the 30th. This beloved attraction is coming back for a limited time this summer. I was so happy to hear that Mm -hmm. pizza story and looking forward to it. We're getting there very soon. It'll be already running there. So... Um, can't wait to see that. I, I loved it. I love soaring around the world. It, it's great, but mm-hmm. soaring over California is the OG. It's my favorite. When you get over the orange fields and you yes. smell that citrus and the golf ball that comes whizzing by your head, right? It's just so good. And I've I've said this. I said this on the Disney DNA pod when, when we were talking about right. attractions gone by the wayside. So I would love to see uh, um, soaring turn into something similar to Star Tours, The Adventure Continues, where you go in there and, and you, you don't, don't know. know which one you're going <laughs> right. to get. And they can add some, like, you know, do soaring over California, yes. Do soaring around the world, yes. But like, soaring over Africa, soaring right. over Australia, soaring over Asia, soaring over Europe. And you don't know which one you're right. going to get when you go in. And it gives you more reason to go again because you may, like, oh, I want to experience that one. I haven't checked that one out yet. I, want to, I mean, not that they need more. I mean, that soaring is a pretty popular right. attraction. But I just think it would be it would add another edge, and I know I'm I'm making it easy. I'm just saying this. Yes, you should do this. And yes, the Imagineers but... to actually make this happen is a completely different story. <laughs> to get the right smells right. going, right? But yeah. I think it would be fantastic, you know, and phenomenal. And I, especially with the the Asian Disney parks, like a soaring over Asia would be fantastic. Right. You know, and even just even just soaring over the parks and just go from park to park to park to park. Yeah, for cool. Too, well, you, you were know? actually thinking a lot bigger than me. I was just thinking it would be nice, even if just like. One line was for soaring over uh, the world, and the other one was yeah. soaring over California. Pick and but, choose what yeah. you wanted to but, do. Yeah. But you thought bigger, so that's yeah. great. <laughs> yes. Anyway, to go on with the uh, Disney Parks blog story, you can take flight and enjoy a bird's eye view over California. This virtual tour celebrates the beauty and wonder of the Golden State from San Francisco's iconic Golden Gate Bridge to the crashing waves in Malibu. You'll be raised high into the air and surrounded by an immersive 80-foot projection dome to simulate the graceful motion of flight while your, uh, while your senses will be teased with the iconic sense found throughout California. Mostly that citrus field is mostly what I think of when I... Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. So... Uh, so if you're vacationing out here in June, yeah. you'll get to see the original. We will be hitting it up, by the way. I'm going to yes. try and figure out another thing to fit in next week. I'm going to see if we can get on there next week, but definitely, if not next week, uh, later in June, we will definitely be hitting this up before it goes away again because we are excited that it's right. back yes. for a short time. Uh, by the way, it originally opened in 2001 and then Soaring Over California uh, closed in 2016 to turn to Soaring Around the World. Uh, by the way, also coming up this Summer in June, starting up, is the Tale of the Lion King as they're doing their Lion King celebration out there. So that starts on June 7th. So we look forward to checking that out too when we get there later in June. Yeah. Uh, Disneyland is really pumping it up for the summer this year. Yeah, they're trying to do a lot of things. I noticed they're doing pushing a lot of stuff to California Adventure. Like, look, if you're not getting into Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, We've got still some other cool stuff for you to check out. You right. Know, so. Well, plus if some of the um, annual passes are blocked for, right. you know, Disneyland, they, they you know, want to make sure people are satisfied with all the additional things that are going on over at California Adventure. Right. Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah. So speaking, I just mentioned Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Well, speaking of that, if you want a sneak peek of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at the Disneyland Resort, well, you can do it right from your own home. Yes. 
That's right. The Disney Parks blog, they'll be hosting a special hashtag Disney Parks live stream <laughs> presented by AT&T covering the dedication ceremony of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland Resort on May 29th. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that and, you know, seeing, you know, kind of their cameras going in and showing some things. I know that there's been some people who have gone in and, and been able to share a little bit, although I know they've had some real restrictions on what they can you know, take pictures of mm-hmm. or, or share. I mean, I, I guess they couldn't take a lot of interior pictures, but they could give pictures of things that they purchased or, you know, that type of stuff. But this will be great to, you know, one, see the dedication and the opening because that's going to be pretty exciting to see. I'll be interested to see what kind of celebrities they have there. Cause yeah. A lot of times they have some of the star people from the various different uh program franchises right. in there. So there'll probably be some people from the star Wars franchise sure. there to, for the dedication. And, and uh, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm really, really excited to right. see it. So get to see that live. Yeah. So that will be on May 29th. As I said, uh, 8 20 PM Pacific time, 11 20 PM. So if you want to see it on the East coast, you're gonna have to stay up late or they usually, if you can't stay up that late and check it out, it will, you can usually find it on YouTube yes. later. They the whole stream. You can check it out the next day or whatever, but, uh, Really cool. Um, I'm excited about it. Although I just wish they would like stop stealing our thunder because we're going to be there on the first and we are going to really, I mean, we are the source that you're going to want to hear about Star Wars Galaxy. Yes, right. You can check all this stuff out, but really it's about us. Absolutely. Well, it's always about us, but really you want to check out our feed of it. What we're going to tell you all about it when we do our podcast on June 2nd, our anniversary podcast, right after we've been to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge for the first time. And right. we'll, we'll let you know the real deal. Don't yes, you know, while everybody absolutely. else is doing stuff. Sure. We'll let you know the real deal. Sure. What's going on there. So. <laughs> no, but we're looking forward to it. And, uh, just checking it out. I think, you know, we have our reservation with the four hour block. I know that's going to give us a lot of time to do some things, but not everything. And we're looking forward to going back again later in the month. And, um, but it's exciting and it's fun to be a part of something so brand new. And, you know, it is so fun that it's starting over here on the West coast first. And, uh, they're working out a lot of the things before it opens up at uh, Walt Disney World. So what an exciting time. It's an exciting... I am so excited. We are less than a week away as we're I recording know. this podcast right now. We are less than a week away. We will be at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I know I am going to cry <laughs> like a little, <laughs> little girl. <laughs> I do it everywhere. This is... I'm really going to cry and it's going to be so beautiful. Everybody has said such great things already about it. I'm so excited. I just can't wait until we get to Saturday at two o'clock. We're going to be in there from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. We'll be at Disneyland all that day. Follow along with us on social media. We're going to be, we're going to be doing lunch or excuse me, brunch at the Lamplight Lounge. Uh, That's brand new. We're going to be checking that out. Then we're going to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and then we're doing a dessert package for the world of color. It's going to be a wonderful, fun day. Follow along with us on social media at Hyperion Podcast on Twitter, at Hyperion Adventures Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're going to try and do some stuff as it's going on during that day, but definitely afterwards, we're going to have a bunch of pictures and stuff to put out there. And of course, we'll be on with our podcast the next day, which will be our anniversary show. And we'll be telling you all about it. So please follow along with us. Yeah, it's it's really interesting that our anniversary show 
ends up timing with the opening. Well, you know, of I was talking Edge. with Bi, you know, Bob Iger. <laughs> sure, you were about this. And right. I'm like, you know, Bob, <laughs> I'm going to be starting a podcast. You know, Can you open? Big game, Bob. You know what? Really, you know, we right. it just happens to be our anniversary. Could you push the start of opening of Galaxy's Edge just a little bit forward, just for our anniversary show? And he's like, you know, I got your tea. <laughs> right. That, that didn't happen. No. No. no nice try, though. Yeah. Nice <laughs> must have been having some weird dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not even going to get into that, but uh, let's yeah. move on. There was a weird dream I had last night about our anniversary show where I, a, a certain special guest, I thought I had signed up for the show, but it ended up being just a dream. And I woke up going, oh, I can't believe it was a dream. I thought we had this great guest. Poor thing. Anyway, uh, we, we move on. I'm totally out of the Yeah, yeah. Let me let's reel back. you back in exactly. here. Come on, news story. Uh, let's reel me into the East Coast and we'll go to the Walt Disney World Resort where uh, just in time for summer, there's a new ticket option coming, a new more budget-friendly ticket option coming. Uh, this straight from the Disney Parks blog. For the first time, you can purchase the new Summer One World ticket. It is a great way to experience all that's fresh and exciting at the resort, the resort's four theme parks and two water parks with six admissions for only $74 per admission plus tax, which is a total price of about $444. That's pretty good. Yeah, so here's the deal. Starting on June 4th, you'll be able to purchase the Summer One World ticket at DisneyWorld.com or through the Disney Reservation Center or your authorized travel professional and ticket sellers. This ticket includes one admission to each of the Walt Disney World theme parks and water parks. So you have one chance to go into Epcot, one chance to go into Magic Kingdom, one chance to go into Disney Hollywood Studios, and one chance to go into Disney Animal Kingdom Park, as well as one time to go into Disney's Blizzard Beach Water Park, and one time to go into uh, Disney's uh, Typhoon Lagoon Water Park. Right. So you can't use it for, you can't go to Epcot twice right? or you can't go to one of the water parks twice or whatever, but you can spend a day. And if you want to go to two parks and say, you know, you only feel like one of the park is worth a half day. Right. You can use your other ticket and use it for that day as well. So if you want to hit uh, Animal Kingdom Park for half the day and then hit uh, Disney Hollywood Studios for half the day right. or a water park for half the day, you can use it in that way. But nice. you, you only have... The ticket is good for each of those parks. And if you don't hit one of those parks, then, you know, I mean, you can't, you know, it just goes by the wayside, but still a pretty darn good price. Yeah, that is a great idea that they are, you know, kicking that off now. And it's, I know they've been getting criticized a lot for their prices with the annual passes and different ticket prices. So it's kind of nice that they've come up with some other alternatives. We talked last week about the ones here on the uh, West Coast. So right. it's good to see Disney World. I mean, yeah, right. Walt Disney World is also having some offers there too. Right. So this ticket must be used from June 4th, 2019 to August 28th, 2019. Huh, why August 28th, 2019? <laughs> something opening on there on August 29th? I think so. I think I heard about something like that. Uh, so you can, you. but the good thing is like if you're a Florida resident or whatever, you don't have an annual pass, uh, you can use it and go, you know, a couple days you know, and say June 6th, right? It's June 7th and then come back on, you know, July 24th or whatever and come nice. back. It's just blacked out for a couple of the holidays, like 4th of July or right. whatever, but you can use it for a lot of these periods within there. So, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you have to go and dot day, 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 six days. Yeah. Within 14 days or something right, like that. Right. Nice. So it's not like one of those, many of the tickets where you, as soon Expires. as you started, it's the, the clock is running right. on it. I mean, yes, the clock is running on it, but not as closely as some of those are. Sure. So that's good. Let's finish up with our park news with a journey way over to Asia. And we're going to talk about now the Disney, 
the Tokyo Disney Sea's next port now has a name. Ooh. Yeah, this again from the Disney Parks blog. The eighth and newest Tokyo Disney Sea theme port announced last summer as part of the largest ever Tokyo Disney Sea expansion has officially been named Fantasy Springs. Wow, yeah. that sounds good. So on awesome. Tuesday, yeah. So on Tuesday, Chairman and CEO of the Walt Disney, oh BI, you know, <laughs> your, my buddy, your BFF. Yeah, uh, he participated in a special groundbreaking ceremony with Tohisho. Ah, sorry, Toshio Kagami, uh, Chairman and CEO of the Oriental Land Company, which is the uh, other group. I know you know Disney uh, kind of puts their name out there, but the Oriental uh, Land Company is really who oversees right. um, these Asian parks. Um, and they broke the news. Uh, scheduled to open in the physical year of 2022. Now, physical year is a little different than a regular year. So physical year uh, starts April 1st of 2022 and extends through March 31st of 2023. So somewhere within that time frame okay. is when it's scheduled to open. Uh, this exciting development will be themed to a magical spring that leads to a world of Disney fantasy with three areas inspired by the beloved Disney films, Frozen, Tangled, and Peter Pan. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> Throwing in Peter Pan with that group, but okay. Yeah, like it. I mean, you know, for fantasy, it's yes. good. It's, I, like, I love it. Uh, guests will discover waterfalls and ponds flowing with magical spring waters in the new theme port, as well as four new attractions, three restaurants, and a new Disney themed hotel situated inside Tokyo Disney Sea. That will overlook Fantasy Springs. Wow. So that sounds exciting, right? Yeah, I think it does sound exciting. And it'll be fun hearing as it develops and yeah. more and more stories come out of it. But, uh, you know, and, and we keep saying this and every time we're talking about, you know, any of the other parks that we really love to go to other parts of the world right. to check them out. And this is... Uh, that may be pretty, a good time yes. for us to go do that. Uh, we'll probably get a few more details on that as well. The sure. D23 Expo coming up this right. August. So uh, looking forward to... Hearing more about that as we get closer to it. So nice. Cool stuff. Uh, we're just going to stay at the sea now. Now we're going to go to, however, Disney Cruise Line. Not really at sea, actually. This is in port. Uh, they are going to continue to sail out of Port Canaveral for a long time to come. Yay. This is from the Disney Cruise blog, who is, if you're if you're a Disney Cruise fan, great blog. You should go check it out. Uh, lots of great news right. on there, reviews. Uh, reports uh, really great for people who love Disney Cruise to go check out the Disney Cruise blog. Anyway, um, during Wednesday's Port Canaveral Commission meeting, the board of directors unanimously approved an important and tremendous 20-year operating agreement with Disney Cruise Line, wow. paving the way to bring two of the new ships uh, to the Space Coast in the coming years. Yay! Yeah, that's great. So the new operating agreement replaces the original agreement that was been in place since 1995. Disney Cruise Line's operating agreement guarantees the continuation of a minimum of 150 calls per year. The minimum guarantee will increase to 180 calls in 2023 and 216 calls in 2024. That's because of the addition of the two of the new ships. Ships, right? Yeah. Uh, based on the operating agreement with the minimum calls starting in 2024, one scenario, and this is kind of this guy speculating on what could happen based on how these are progressing, how many they are. Uh, it looks like there'll be one of the ships will be sailing a three to four night Bohemian vo voyages, kind of mm -hmm. like they're doing now with uh, the Disney dream. Right. And then the uh, two other ships offering alternating seven night Eastern and Western Caribbean cruises, along with some additional sailings with the potential for calls from some of the other ships, you know, the magic, the wonder, sure. the dream fantasy, uh, whatever in the fleet. So um, it's 
good news. Yeah, that is good news. And we love that port. So it's it's mm. great that they're, you know, going to be sticking around there. I know it's fun to have some of the other ports from time to time, you know, whether you're talking Miami or New Orleans, and right. Galveston, things like that. Of course, so, we love San Diego being in San yeah, Diego. That, that exactly. Disney Cruise Line is often in San Diego during the year. Yeah. So, uh, but... This is, we, I think that's one of our favorite ports. So. Yeah. Oh, and there's no question about it. And yeah. Another good deal about this uh, this um, agreement is that uh, they've come to a deal and it's been discussed for a while, but they have come to the deal to renovate both Terminal 8, where DCL uh, currently sails out mm-hmm. of, as well as Terminal 10, which will also start welcoming Disney ships in cool. as they need to park two ships in at one right. time. Sure. Um, so that's going to open up Terminal 10. So I'm sure Disney will spruce that up in a Disney way, because that's one thing we love about Terminal 8 when we go on a Disney cruise. It's yes. just is so nicely themed for Disney when you go there. You're already, you know, even though there's a ton of people in there and you're like, just want to get on board the ship, you still have that Disney feel when you, as soon as you walk into that terminal. Yes, it's you just like I said, you get immersed into the start of your vacation immediately. Yeah, so fun. So that's great news, and yes. I'm excited about it. So that's my Disney stories of the week. Do you have any Disney stories um, this week? I do not have any Disney stories for this oh, week. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. It's your birthday. You don't have to have any <laughs> Disney stories this week because the real Disney story this week is it's Michelle's birthday. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I know. I know you're so thrilled about it. I know, right? Anyway. Yeah. Well, all right, next. Let's get to that then. Let's get to what's next. We never close out a show, of course, without giving you some sort of vacation tip, something that might help you on your next trip to the parks, your next vacation, whether it be Walt Disney World Resort, Disneyland Resort, Disney Cruise Line, whatever it may be. And we always start our tips with the person that gives the best tips, and that's definitely Michelle. (laughs) Hands down, far and away, we bow to her tips. Her tips are always the best (laughs) tips. So let's get right to it. Without further ado, Let's get to Michelle's tip of the week. Oh, thank you, my love. Um, so my tip is is kind of this time more of a recommendation of something to do rather than, you know, maybe a, a secret or anything like that. Although I do think it's somewhat of a hidden secret. And um, it's the behind the seeds tour at Epcot. Mm. So if you have not done that, let's say you've gone into the land pavilion and you've, you know, you've done the attractions there. Um, this is a really nice addition to that. And it you go behind, as they call it, behind the seeds, but you go behind the scenes of that attraction and you get to explore different types of agriculture and, you know, you get to see more close up what you see in that ride. So yeah, the first thing I would recommend is obviously is take the boat ride. So you get to see it from that perspective, but then take this uh, other, now it is, there's a a fee associated with it. I I believe it's $25. If you're an annual pass holder or, you know, vacation club member and things like that, you do get a, a discount from that. But it's really great to get that personalized walk through the back parts of that and really get an explanation of what they're doing, why they're doing some of it. You get to visit, you know, the, you know, the four different greenhouses, the fish farm. Um, You get to understand how they use, you know, specific plants, excuse me, specific bugs to fight off diseases and other bugs and they kind of show More harmful bugs you know, right the, the, exactly the good bugs to fight the bad bugs exactly thank you and so uh, we've done this a couple times actually and uh the we last, got lucky once. i know i was gonna say the more 
recent one that we did, we were the only ones being toured. It's like a private tour. <laughs> exactly. Usually this is about 10 people on this thing. And for whatever reason, no one else signed up for the time we did. So it was just us, the two of us and a guy. It was right. Excellent. It was awesome. And so, um, you know, they have multiple times throughout the day that they're offering it. You, you know, you can see them posted if you go in the, in that little shop that's near soaring actually, um, is where they have some, uh, the times listed and that's where you can make your reservation. And, um, you know, a lot of times you can get right to the next one, uh, unless there happened to be a, a large party there, uh, then you would have to maybe come back, but it's, it's really well worth doing that little extra. Again, I know it's a little extra fee. And so if you're, you know, with a large group and maybe that's not the thing to do, but if you do get a chance to, that's been one of the things that we've really enjoyed mm-hmm. having that little additional, information and even though we've gone on it several times we get different information right and i'm sorry go ahead. yeah i was just gonna say depending on which guide they're always great but you do get a little bit of different uh, you know type of information or details of information and of course when you're with other people and they're asking questions you get to even learn more so right awesome yeah uh, and you know we got lucky and it was just a group of just the three of us you know yeah. Michelle and myself and our guide uh, and that one tour but also when even if you're uh, 10 people or whatever right. it's still a pretty intimate group and you can still easily ask questions and really get checked out stuff out take great pictures you can get pictures taken in front of some of the things you see normally only from the boats as you're yes. going through the attraction uh, really is uh, we recommend all the tours at uh, the parks yeah, we think that they're fantastic but that one's a simple little one doesn't cost that much money and it really does give you a view when it's also a nice learning uh, situation right. for the children as well to Absolutely. learn about uh, why some of these things are the way they are and you even get a little taste of it uh, yeah. when you're, you're going through there, right. which is they, nice. Yes. Yeah, they give you some something to try out. But, yeah. um, you know, like I said, it's kind of a hidden gem. I don't think everybody knows about it as much, but it definitely is, uh, in our in our opinion, uh, kind of a must-see at least once. Yeah, I, I'd say at some point, especially when you've been to Walt Disney World several times, you've been to Epcot several times, you're looking for something new to do, and we kind of like that, you know? It's like, yeah. okay... Why do the same thing every single time you go to the Walt Disney World Resort? Everyone, you know, just add something new that you've never done before. There's always a ton of stuff that you've never done before. Find something you've never done before. And this is something that's not that expensive and interesting. It doesn't take out too much of your day. It's about an hour, give or take. Um, it's educational as well as interesting yes. and um, I, I would highly recommend it. So again, Michelle's tip, always <laughs> the best tips. Thanks. Great tip. <laughs> now just wait to hear my silly little tip here, yeah, which is sure. a ridiculous little tip, but I, I think I came across it and was thinking about it and I kind of thought it was interesting. This is not my tip. I don't remember where I found it. Actually, I found it on numerous different sites, so I'd like to credit them all, but I don't remember all of them, but there was, I, I can't take complete credit for this tip, but found it interesting and when I read it, it totally made sense to me. So I'm going to tell you about why the right decision when you're in line at the park isn't always to go right. <laughs> That's so funny. I've seen that. Yes. Uh, so if you're in line for attraction, this is interesting and it's, it goes into human nature in many regards. So the many times when you were in a queue for an attraction, you had the choice at some point where you can go to the right side of it or go to the left side of it. Now, the interesting thing is that many times, most of the time, as a matter of fact, you will find that if you go left rather than right, that that will be a slightly shorter line. And the reason for that is really interesting in human nature. It's because that 
as humans, most of us in the world are right-handed for one thing. Okay. So we tend to focus on going right. We kind of do everything with our right side. Everything is very much right. Also in the U.S. and in several countries around the world, we drive on the right side of the road. So it's kind of where you feel safety and be on the right side of the road. Now, if if you're from Great Britain or whatever, obviously this is a little different from you. But this is what many of the Americans, many of the U.S. and several countries around the world. So there's kind of a sense of security on the right. Yes. You know, if you oftentimes people are picking a fork in the road. They will pick the right side of the fork in the road. So very often the people will head automatically to the right without really thinking about it. It's just a subconscious decision. So if you make the conscious decision to go left, a lot of times you'll be paid off. It may not be a great big payoff, (laughs) but it may get you there just a a boat or two or a doom buggy or or whatever retraction is a little bit earlier. Nice. Really interesting. Um, you know, uh, there are a couple, as with everything, there are a couple of ex- ex- exceptions to this rule. And I'm going to talk specifically about the Disneyland Resort. If you're going to the Pirates of the Caribbean and there's two, and you enter into the Pirates of the Caribbean queue, if there's a, if there's a line there, a lot of times you can go right at the beginning. You can choose to go right or go left. Go right at that occasion because the left winds you around the side of the building oh, and back. Sure. It's a bit longer queue. Right. Uh, it doesn't really show as, it may look a little shorter, but it ends up being a little longer. So a lot of times you'll want to go right that way. Also at the Disneyland Resort, when you're heading from the hub and you're saying you want to go to, let's say, New Orleans Square mm-hmm. or go to the Haunted Mansion, go to Splash Mountain, go to the Pirates of the Caribbean, and you're heading out from the hub and you'll see there on the left is Adventureland and on the right is Frontierland. Always go through Frontierland unless you have a reason to be going through Adventureland. That place okay. is nuts. It's always crowded. Oh, sure. It's always a tough way to get through it. Where's Frontierland? It's a casual walk. There's yes. not really any attractions there. There's like the little shooting gallery. There's the Golden Horseshoe, but there really isn't much going on. There's some shops there and stuff, right. but it's just not that crowded. So it's really, if you're especially, I mean, if you want to take your time and go through Adventureland, check stuff out. Yeah, that's great. Go through there. But if you want to get to your goal, go through Frontierland. <laughs> it's much quicker. I will always go that way unless there's a reason why we want to go through Adventureland. Right. Yes. I know you've brought me that way before. And it's like, oh, okay, interesting. But now I know why. So. so always exceptions to the rule. That's right. Sometimes you do want to go right. rather than Sometimes right is right. Correct. But most of the time, right is wrong. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Now that I have you totally confused, let's wrap up the show. Oh, gosh. How funny. So that's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Uh, next week, it's crazy week. Oh, we already talked a little bit about it, but it's going to be so exciting. It's finally here, our one year anniversary Yay. show. This is episode 52. Next year, technically, kicks off our second season, but it's our anniversary show. It's right around the same date that we recorded our first show, or show number one. Right which you shouldn't go back and listen to. Never. But if you want to, go ahead. But, yeah. no, no. Um, but it's going to be such a jam-packed show. We'll be, of course, as I already discussed, we'll be re- recapping our trip to Disneyland, uh, the Disneyland Resort, uh, the brunch at Lamplight Lounge, the dessert party with the world of color, and, of course, the big thing will be our, our journey to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, please follow along with us on social media for that as well. Um, we'll also be looking back at highlights from our first year and we already have some people that are going to be joining us. Well, kind of digitally joining us. They're going to be voicing some pieces, talking about what they liked about our first year. And I know some of you have already written us some stuff that we'll be uh, sharing as well. Please, 
continue to share that. We'll be happy to share that on our show coming up as well. Yes. And we appreciate everybody's time that you've taken and will take to do this. It's, it really means a lot to us. Right. We have a great uh, Disney family Yep, all, out there. all our Disney fam, all our Hyperion adventurers, we love you all and yes. we would love to hear from you all and have you be a part of that show because you mean so much to us. Uh, we also will be looking forward to what we have coming up in year two of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We have a lot of great things coming up. Yes. We will d- be discussing some of those, what we're looking forward to. Is, you know, I mean, there'll be a lot of surprises throughout the year, but some things we know we definitely have lined up that we're going to be doing. And then we have a special announcement of something we are going to be adding to the Hyperion Adventurer group here. Yeah. And so you want to stay tuned for that too, because we're going to tell you the next little thing that we're doing along with our podcast. So you'll be interested to hear that yeah, as well. It'll hopefully. be exciting news. Hopefully you'll be interested in that, but uh, we're inter- we're excited about it. So we sure uh, are. We'll look forward to it. So as I said before, uh, yes, you're going to, you want to follow along with us all the time, but especially next weekend when we're at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Follow us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. And of course, you can always email us on Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And as we said at the beginning, we love to hear from you. We love to get your feedback and input. And thanks for those of you who have already given us some great, great ideas and feedback. Yes. We got it. By the way, we got another great review this week from, uh, I believe it was Jen Dillo from Dillo's Days right. Theme Park Thursday. She wrote this wonderful, sweet review. And uh, we really appreciate Appreciate them. They've been so great to us, and they are going to be part of our anniversary show. At least we're expecting they're going to be part of our anniversary show as well. Uh, we appreciate you joining us today. In the future, you can find us most everywhere you find podcasts. Big place to go find us is on our website. Just visit there anyway, just for the fun of it. Check out our website. That's HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Podcasts, and you can find us on Podbean, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. And as we said at the beginning, please tell a friend. Please tell a friend. And if you have time, just like Jen Denlow did, uh, please give us a review. Even if you only have just a split second, just click on the stars and give us five stars or whatever you feel is appropriate uh, for a rating. But five stars is really helpful to us. But whatever you feel is appropriate. If you don't feel we're five stars, I understand, especially today. We're kind of in a weird spot being out here in Arizona. but uh, Trying to get used to the different surroundings right. and sounds. Uh, and- but, no. I get it. But we, we love all of you and we really appreciate it. But mostly just tell a friend about us. That's the easiest and and the best way to kind of let people know we have them. We really appreciate it. So that's it for this week. Thanks for listening to the Hyperion Adventures podcast. We look forward to sharing some time with you again next week. But until that time, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. And we hope that you have a magical week.